The Caliendo Cast with Frank Caliendo, John Holmberg, Scott Long, and the rest of the Caliendo crew. Informing you, entertaining you, changing your life forever. It's the most important podcast in the history of Western civilization. It's good enough. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Am I centered? Am I good? I don't know. Good enough. See myself oh, here. Nobody really. This isn't your therapy session, Scott. You don't have to start everything with that. I don't know. Am I centered? I'm not, Welcome to therapy, everybody. I'm not Hi. Am I centered? Am I feeling good about me today? <laughs> See, I'm not used to having a break and then coming back to something that's fun, but this is kind of a job. It has become, I mean, it really is. I, I'm I'm used to just working on and off all the time. Yeah. And that's one of the things I was wondering and wanted to ask you about, John, because you've been doing a radio show for 75. 75 long, long years. So when you get back to the studio, because you'll get back tomorrow, which is today in what? when the podcast is up. Have I missed work? Um, when you get back in the studio, is it? A chore at the beginning to get back. Toledo backed me rolling. up on this. Uh, first day is usually the easy one. Tuesday's the yeah. nightmare. Why? Uh, time. We're all off. Yeah, your schedule's off because there's uh, doing mornings and stuff. Getting up at four a.m. You can't wait to not do that for so, a couple weeks. So you're not up. You're. I'm up until four. Your internal butt. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm a night person, so I stay up late and then sleep until like noon. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I had no idea of that because I've texted you fairly early. Oh, I'm, I'm going I'm, to continue. Yeah, and I usually am around, but I'll go right back to sleep. Yeah, what is your quick. sleep schedule? Me? Usually I go to bed about 11, yeah. get up about 4.30, and then uh, if I can get a nap in the day, like an hour or something, I'll try that. So you go on five and a half hours. Most of the time. I think I'm probably somewhere around there because of uh, pee stops in the morning or overnight going to pee. <laughs> Oh, you got a lot of that? Is it a growing problem? Uh, it's a going problem. <laughs> no, I got it. There's just a lot going on. <laughs> I can't get back to sleep. Is I'll it centered? Do you think Frank looks centered, everybody? No, I, I will get up and then I can't fall back to sleep. Michelle's doing this. Michelle went to bed later than me last night because I, I'll wake up at four yeah. and then I can't get back to sleep. So I'll end up playing Candy Crush yeah. for hours. I am always amazed that I'll get a text from you when I'm working at like 5.15. Yeah. You're up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm go- I don't want to be. Yeah. But so she goes to bed the other night and she just lets out this burp directly yeah. at me. Classic. Like, yeah, she's- Capital K. Classy dame. Yeah. <laughs> just, and she goes, <clears throat> and uh, like one of these at the end. <sighs> oh, like, she had to push I, it over. So I go, what the, what? She goes, oh, I burped. I'm like, I know. <laughs> And I don't want to know what you ate because it was oh. just horrific. And I'm thinking to myself, oh. if I did that to her, I'm the biggest jerk in the world. Or the coolest guy I've ever met. Yeah, I don't. I just does she not like it when you do that stuff? No, I don't. I I purposely keep all that stuff away. Megan Bodily I, functions. I have not farted in uh, 15 years of knowing her in front of her. I don't on purpose. I don't. I don't. We've talked about this before, yeah. not on this podcast, yeah. but. I don't. I, I some people go to the bathroom next to each oh. other. I don't want any of that, Scott. No. You don't. You're not that, are you? No, 
But I mean, there's plenty of uh, flatulence. <laughs> you and the wife or just her? No, both of us, you know, I mean, uh, and uh, my kids, I mean, the kids, it's cute for a while. It. I don't care yeah. how smelly it is. The kids, it's yeah. cute. Yeah. They just, they'll just lift it a leg cute. and to rip me, it. It's uh, sexual, not the farting part. The uh, I want I don't want to be reminded. Yeah, please tell me that that, that area of that, yeah that area that's of my her point. is a functioning. I want it to be like one of those mines that has oh, you know, those old uh, westerns where they used to board up the mine. It's like can't enter, doesn't work anymore. It's abandoned, abandoned. I want that thing to be abandoned forever, and I don't want to be reminded that it's still got life and iron ore down there. And uh, when she reminds me, the one time Megan did well, do see, it, here. she walked across the room. And and it accidentally let one of those go and just froze and stood there and I'm looking at her like it. She did it in the exact same shape of Bigfoot when the big, <laughs> the Bigfoot pictures, you know, when they always have that photo of him. The Bill Walton. It was that, yeah, yeah. It's and Bill he's Walton. just and I'm like, just keep going, keep going, keep going. She goes, oh, I done. I'm like, go, 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 go. And then and so I'm, that's it. We just can't do that in front of each other. I spend time down there. I don't want to know that that's a functioning member yeah. of the uh, the system. I need to be well, broken. You think that the back. The back end is one thing, but see, Frank and I have had children. Oh, God. And when you go into that room, and, you know, my wife's like, well, you know, are you going to film it? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to film it. You know, I'm, it's not like I. Uh, Wait, she wanted to, you to film below the, the birth, the sheet? She wanted the baby coming out. She oh. wanted the sheet. No, there's a lot of people that do that. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I was not. I was never sent to Iraq as a uh, field photographer <laughs> for that kind of warfare. So then I was like, I don't even want to see. And she's like, well, are you going to cut the umbilical cord? I'm not going to do any of that. Uh. Um, and then the nurse, nurses believe, see, the nurses know the women are in all the pain. So they want to get the guys. Yeah. And like, I'm like, not even looking, you know, I'm talking to her. I'm like way up there by her face. Yeah. You know, hey, can I help you? Ice chips, you know, one, two, three, whatever the numbers, you know, push, push, push. And the nurse is like, hey, take a look. And I look for a second and I'm like, oh my God, don't ever do that to me right. again. But ba ba baboon, orangutan <laughs> ass. It looks like an orangutan yeah. ass. You know, when, you, when the orangutans run away? Yes. That's what that looks like uh. at that point. And I saw it and I said, no more. No, there's please. no need for it. And, and putting a man through that is awful and, and it's become PC. <laughs> To be, it is. I mean, women, that's what their bodies are supposed to do. We're not supposed to see it. No. I know my oh. heart's beating. I don't need to crack it open and take a gander every once in a while. I know how the body Look, works. It's more traumatic than the first 10 minutes of saving private Ryan. <laughs> that's how that's how traumatic it is. Okay, let me also mention to you that our grandfathers never even were in the hospital practically. No. They were at a bar passing out cigars. Yeah, golfing. And or somehow bar. we got put that. I don't feel like men are helping in no. that situation. I'm glad I'm in the room. Hand me the baby. I love the baby. Um, that's warm. And but who yeah. are we benefiting? Yeah, in I actually got in. I actually got in trouble. I told because the baby was not coming out. Joey was not coming out, and I told Michelle as she was birthing him, "You're doing it wrong." <laughs> <laughs> she, well, she she's was so mad. I go, "You're doing it wrong." I go, "You got to push." <laughs> You're going to push like you're going to poop. That's what they tell you. She goes, I am. I go, there's nothing coming out. Uh, no baby, no nothing. Bleh. Yeah. Oh, 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 my vasectomy her. is shooting unicorn glitter all over the room right now. I'll never experience no. it. My friend said that he, his wife said, do you want to be in the room? 
And uh, he's been my best friend since fifth grade. And he's like, sure, I want to do the right thing. He said the last thing he remembers before he passed out and was removed was the doctor saying, oh, my God, she's hemorrhaging. Ooh. He looked down and saw yeah. the, the, you know, like the body cut in half. Blood is everywhere. There's half a head coming out. They're using salad tongs, and he started to go out. I hope like, it's top and bottom and not side. <laughs> it was just all of it sideways. And, uh, yeah, he had to be removed because they said he can't. That's proof men don't have any. If it starts to go a little pear-shaped, they get the husband out of there. Like, you, you're really no good here unless this goes aces all the way across. I, I, no, I you know what? No I want st- to I, I give a little to the ladies on this one too, because I've spent some time thinking about this. Um, <laughs> what is the word that men use when when their friend is being, you know, a sissy, a pussy? Right. Yeah, and yeah. I will tell you, the toughest thing in the world <laughs> is a pussy. They are undefeated. They have never been challenged. You cannot beat them. They are. I mean, truthfully, it's like you know when a guy, like a guy, two guys will be hanging out, and one guy will be like, "Man, last night I tore that shit up." No, you didn't. I guarantee you, you never tore anything. If you did, you're epidural before she uh, yeah. is making love to you. So, yeah. so I, points of view. I'm sorry, I'm coming out of the gate a little uh, blue with the. Uh, hey, it's 2020. It's 2000. Your- a new thing yeah it's one of my it's one of my new year's resolutions uh is to to make sure scott goes off the deep end early yeah with uh poor sound quality poor sound quality and also uh, his audition for the role of uh you know black jesus's assistant on uh, hulu is going great (laughs) here's the thing the funny thing was that the connection is kind of poor today with you scott so it was naturally censoring you it started to, except yeah. for you got all the good parts in. Yeah, you, yeah, it was censoring you yeah. improperly. It was great. It was like bad lip reading, that kind of a thing. Where they wow, uh, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed nope. it though. It was, uh, but you're right. Uh, to quote Scott, <laughs> the pussy is undefeated. Mid, mid, maybe <laughs> it's gonna be like about the, that. You're talking everybody's, about a cat. everybody's no, uh, no. everybody's. Everybody's stand-up clip now has all the words. Have you ever noticed this now? All these stand-ups, they have like uh, the it's, captioning. It's like closed caption. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's and that, that's oh, well, how caption Scott. Well, you know why they have the yeah. captioning is because most people watch Facebook and internet stuff with the sound off. Right. So cap- no, no, ca- captioning is all uh, for people who are watching in bed at night, yeah. not burping at their. <laughs> partner <laughs> did you leave the room uh, no i was too tired yeah to, you got it i did yeah i got mad like i yeah. did when she was birthing joey yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's doing your problem why can't you do this right like but she lays down <laughs> aims her mouth toward me yeah. and she then she goes hey, you know i got a little in, i got a little digestion problem yeah. I, th- don't come here just weird because that's the exact same thing that happened the night you made joey except for it wasn't her mouth aimed at you that's all i don't know what you're talking <laughs> it was immaculate there was a burp involved. Jeez, <laughs> you got a burper. Uh, For freshness. It's better than it's better than what's been going on. She's just I don't know what the deal is. She's, she's losing been, her mind. She's been eating the the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis yogurt and stuff. What's that? You never oh. see. The, the, oh, like, the Activia, poop, the activia yeah, for act, ladies act, who can't poop. Yeah, and she's hanging out. She's got family in and friends that they call family because everybody's a relative. Everybody's an aunt right. or an uncle, even though they're not actually related from Cleveland. <laughs> They're all in, and Michelle is just doing old lady things. You talk, I, 
I, right now, I would kill for the farting and burping. It's old lady stuff, playing with trinkets, uh, planning trips to the casino. Not the good casino. Oh, the, just the penny casino. Oh, the bingo. Laughlin? Uh, yeah, she's going to Laughlin? Uh, I, I'm <laughs> she's good. taking a bus to Laughlin. Yeah, she's got a nickel bus to Laughlin. What in the oh, world's God. going on? I don't know. She gets there, and they, they start planning all these old people trips, and I'm like, Come on, but you're you're forty. Don't be eighty. Yeah. Don't be eighty. I can't. Is she embracing uh, being older? Yeah, oh, too much. So uh, so here's funny because this is just to get in. Like today, uh, they talked about the uh, the halftime show for the Super Bowl being Shakira and J Lo, and I just out loud to the TV said, "That's what America wants." Couple of fifty-year-olds with great big asses shaking them on the TV. I do though. Do, well, see, they're good-looking I mean, ones, though. They're good-looking <laughs> ones. I don't want to see. And then, and so Megan goes, "If they were young, you'd like it." And I'm like, "You're right." Yes. <laughs> Wait a second. I've seen what comes up in your your list. Oh yeah. Uh, on your, <laughs> I'm not you doing. This. Adam Ray a- came in, <laughs> uh, and it's a great episode. And uh, by the way, Scott, your opening rant nothing compared oh, no. to Adam Ray. It gets sturdier. That's it. it that episode, we're going to have to put all kinds of warnings on and yeah. stuff like that. But it's incredibly it's funny and maybe one of my, if not my favorite episode, it's oh, way yeah. up there. It's it's, up there. it's really good. He's really funny. And he had killed at Holmberg's um, uh, happy ending show, the uh, the Christmas show for KUPD. But uh, where was I going with that? He, it was- well, a- you were talking about, I forgot. What, what the hell is going yeah. on? Two drivers, neither one of us I is think awake. your list, I think a list of uh, something. Don't you hate of, uh, of 50-year-old ladies' asses? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're talking about Adam Ray talking about how uh, my dirty stuff was, like his was 10 times worse. Oh, and there was something before that, though. I don't know. Old it, ladies dancing for us. Uh, and then you said my list on my phone was... Oh yeah, you're because he he goes he shows me he has me read a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to do it now. I can because I can I'm get doing it. it. No, don't do it. let's save it for the Adam Ray episode. <laughs> okay. But he pulls up uh, Pornhub and he, it starts going to his most frequently yeah. uh, watched sections and stuff like that. And I'm just reading the titles, faves, and uh, <laughs> great. He and Adam in tears. Oh, and I'm I feel the dirtiest I've felt in a long time, yeah. but. Because I have two people I respect laughing that much, <laughs> I can't stop, yeah. oh, and sorry. I'm continuing to do it. And they were like, okay, that's enough. I'm like, no, yeah. let's do more. Boom, it, boom, boom. It was just horrific to the point where we can't censor. We're going to have to put it later. In, uh, we'll do a, a setup for that episode and then oh. tell people to tune Censoring out. Censoring it would sound like one of the no, EBS tests. No, like People would look. They'd start amber alerting. Like it, it, it yeah. Would be, they'd like be a looking dust storm for children yeah, all over. All, of, all the kids are missing. Some kids in tornado shelters. <laughs> all sorts of things. Whatever your local warning system right. is for your habitat. That beep would be that long. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I, it was great. I, I can't believe you shared your favorite list, Holmberg. To me, that you know, I have so much respect for you, Thank you. that you have just the pure cojones to not care at all how people perceive you. <laughs> no, it's you awesome. know it makes you happy. Yeah, it, you know it makes you happy, and you know that a lot of other people have the same thing, but would never be willing to do it. Right, and you. I mean, I can't think of anything else I would want to suppress more <laughs> really? than that. See, no, listen, Scott. Me, it's a billion-dollar industry. As We're I'm, all doing it. As I'm going through it, I'm going, this is awful. Probably on mine, too. <laughs> right. He's got it. I know, You've got I, it. I know. But suppressing it, why? We're all, like, it's a billion-dollar children, industry. Children. Oh, There's a big kids, the kids. That's probably true. The, the conscience. But guess what? Joey's probably got it. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. I He had my phone for a while. Yeah. 
and because his uh-huh. broke, I just erased everything before I saw anything. <laughs> I didn't even want to know. Toledo, tell him about okay, your kid. Yeah, Toledo. You ever hear about I Toledo's kid? I heard a little bit. Oh, this was a week of radio that I loved. So <laughs> he's in these group checks. I don't know if, if Joey's in the same thing, but when he communicates with his buddies, it's all in group text. And so every one of them is in there. And as I'm leaving the podcast here, Frank, one night, I walk out to my car to the text of, uh, your son is receiving gay porn now from my girlfriend. Yeah. And okay. I'm like, great. <laughs> but let me, let me just speed no, it, it up. No, it should be this. Great. Great. <laughs> He's receiving it from me. He's the receiver. Oh, no. So uh, I'll speed it along because it's not just gay porn. No. It's the gayest, blackest, biggest porn I've ever seen. And I was dying because he's like Toledo had to have that talk. And it's a screen son. capture. The kid filmed himself going through like his search. Oh, it's one of his buddies. Weird. And so he sent it out to oh. like five of his other buddies. Wait, now so somebody no. sent this to him? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Alex doing it. Okay. He, he got it he got it sent to him. Okay. But he was in on it. Yeah, the kid oh, he wasn't in on it. He was in on it. He's in the group, man. His how Toledo's son, son is four. Toledo. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, how old is fourteen? He'll be fourteen next yeah. month. Brutal. Okay. See, see now, my son, at eleven, the, the whole the whole thing was at eleven. If if you grew up in the seventies or the eighties, you you found out one of your buddies' uncle's neighbor had a Playboy in his yep. toolbox, and you guys all were like bees to honey. And now my son and Toledo's and and Frank's and me all have it at the access to their hand, like you know, right there. And I can't imagine how my mind would have been exploding. Oh. And I feel very confident that my son has no interest. And I know some, uh, many of the listeners are like, oh, no, no. I'm telling you, unless there were naked Fortnite characters, you told him <laughs> that. I don't think he would have any interest See, you think at that, all. Yeah. yeah. You think that's gotten then like a week, a week before Christmas, you go and check his laptop. Yeah. And you see what he's been looking at. And you see a search. <laughs> and you see it that yeah. it's done on Pinterest. And all it says is boobs. <laughs> And I'm like, and I had to ask him, I'm like, Pinterest, why are you searching for boobs on Pinterest? You know why? Because it's the J.C. Penny catalog yeah, yeah. of the internet. Uncle John, Uncle John taught him that. Uncle like, John said you can hide it from pops if it's on Pinterest. It's great. Well, I love it. After listening to Toledo, I am thrilled if he's looking for boobs. Yeah, that exactly. Will be no kidding. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm excited there, yeah. too, yeah. That's less talking for dad. That's a whole yeah. lot of less adapting. They but, know everything. Uh, My daughter of course throws they out do. F-bombs. and so, talk, The stuff that goes on. But isn't it weird, they though? They see everything. Like what Scott said, it's everything you want to repress. But since we've been a species... We've done this, and we act like it's taboo. It's like right. it's like eating. It's right since the it, uh, the uh, invention of film, there's been pornography. Well, beyond before that, there were cave boobs, drawings boobs on cave walls. I'm <laughs> sure of it. The first guy that did it, like if there was a Frank and a John and a Scott in a cave, one of us would have drawn boobs and gone, huh? Huh? We go Berman. Go Berman on cave Berman. Nobody circles the wagons quite like the Aztecs. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to, I was, I was trying to think of, of a replacement word for hoochie <laughs> or hooch. Nobody circles the hooch. 
You're already drunk. That hooch is alcohol. Hooch is alcohol. You're yeah. thinking of, that's what gets coochie. you to the hooch. You want coochie. Yeah. Coochie. Coochie's favorite? Coochie. Coochie, coochie, coochie. Charles. Yeah, think about That's what young Alex was looking up. Hoochie, that's coochie. Right. On Pinterest. Hey. And the great Charles Hoochie, coochie. <laughs> Haley. Five-time champion. His commitment. Charles. To excellence. Yeah. <laughs> And that's really what we're talking about. The Brazilians. <laughs> All right, my my biggest resolution, by the way, guys, to keep it clean this year. Keep it clean. Really? No. Try to, yeah, it's a good idea. No. I did you have? I don't usually, and we'll get into the sports of it a little bit after we've offended everybody. Um, not and not, no, most people are going to like this. My old audience is going to be like, "What are you doing?" Like, remember when we did the Podfathers? Oh yeah. So we're going to add because people have been asking for this um, stuff that John and I and Chuck Powell did together years ago. We had some incredible guests. Oh my god. Uh, we just to, just to name a few: Ari Spears, um, Jay Farrow. Both of those killer episodes with yeah. tons of impressions. Well, Farrow, Ralphie May, Ralph, you were one show. Oh, is that right? Oh, that was on the same show. Oh, that's right. And it was insanely fun. I still get people that tell me that that might be the funniest hour that they've ever listened It was incredible. Those guys were so that, good. Uh, we had, uh, what's his name, uh, the Italian stallion? Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Sebastian. And all you could keep saying to Sebastian was, you're so handsome. He's a handsome man. And he's like, oh, you're, you know what? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Callan? Yeah. We had Callan? Yeah, Brian Callan was on there. And, and Callan was at the... Uh, we both ended up doing this too. John and I worked, hung out with Callan for a night, and we're, it was like David Tell, where you talk like him the rest of the Daisy way. Thank you. You never can do it anymore. Yeah. It comes and goes, but when you hang out uh, yeah. with Callan, you become Brian Callan. And everything becomes about yourself. He's like, look at me. I look so good right now. I love myself. <laughs> Frankie, when I, oh, man. when I see you, I just want to... I want a crumb. <laughs> no, you get, you sort of, I was trying to get him to clean it up. So I'm like, you got to put the R in there. That's it made it that worse. is Brian Callen eating cookies. Frankie, I'm, oh, I just crumb. I can't stop. I, I'm just I'm, I'm my belly is covered in crumbs. <laughs> Crumb, that's crumb, it. That's crumb. hold on. No, it's Brian Callen <laughs> cookie as monster. Cookie Monster. <laughs> I want a crumb cookie. See, oh. cookie Frankie. So oh, I want a crumb, crumb, crumb. He was very nice, uh, and he went on Joe Rogan's podcast after yeah. we all hung out, and then uh, mispronounced my name several times, talking about how much he likes me. Yeah, he called me Holmgren a bunch, and then texted me and said, "I realized because I also put it on Instagram that uh, I just put that uh, John Holmgren is one of my favorite people." And uh, and everybody's like, "His name's Holmberg," and he's like, "I feel like such an idiot." Mike, don't. And he goes, "That's why I was on Pogan." And I said, it's Rogan. He goes, oh, over two. <laughs> he was great, though. And he's yeah, just somebody. Yeah, but the Podfather's guests were ridiculous and nonstop. And the show was, it kept going down. We had Segura on. It, it was just tons. Did of, we have Segura on? I don't think you were at that one. Okay. I wasn't. Because that was our third episode, and we decided to have an award show for how okay. the show was going. So, okay. Uh, to award ourselves for best moment. And, and he was the judge. So we were just playing things for Segura to judge. Oh, that's funny. And he was great. And then, uh, yeah, but it got dirty every time. Yeah, it, it went bad. down a bad. I had people emailing me telling me I, I ruined their fanship for me because <laughs> it was so filthy. Oof. But I wasn't even being dirty in it. I was kind of like the, the guy going, oh, I don't think we should go there. And then they would just lower my worse, volume right? so that you didn't even really hear me saying that stuff. Well, the comedians were 
the people we had on were ready to go. Aries started it because he made it just uncomfortable, but it was funny. Oh, he, he, yeah, we'll put those up in the too hot for Frank. No, we're gonna put them in some of the episodes and then fake like their oh, guests on the like smart. Mad TV used to do that. Mad TV used to go to a um, a red carpet. And then they would talk to people on the red carpet, the, the A-list actors, yeah. and then pretend like they were guests and in the opening credits say, Matthew McConaughey, oh, this week. Uh, so they just do the junkets? Yeah. They that were, everybody can do? Yes. Oh, that's it was that terrible. One of those moves. Well, it was, they had great people doing it. It was Will Sasso and Alex Borstein did a lot of them. But it, I think that was fine to do because they made it a funny bit. Right. But then when they would actually use them in the credits as right. guest stars- they weren't really right. guest stars. That's the part that's horrible. Yeah, it was just yeah, odd to me and didn't feel switch. right. And the fact that I wasn't asked to ever be in one. <laughs> Big part of the problem. Uh, so, hey, hey, Frank, you know, uh, my my usual rule is I never discuss anything or anyone that was on Mad TV. You know, my uh, rule. Uh, <laughs> did you ever, were you part of the episode when Brian Cranston was on? Because he was brilliant. Yeah, like, he, he was. He was like the guest host. Yeah, he was, it was before he was obviously doing Breaking Bad. It was Malcolm know, doing middle, Malcolm. Right? Yeah, he was middle doing days. Malcolm in the Middle, and he did the the uh, the. There was the episode where Mo Collins, she plays that character that it's she's obviously a lesbian, and he's, a, a, it's a blind date kind of a thing, <laughs> and he's all ready to. He's a, well, she's not a lesbian. He she just looks like. Uh, uh, short hair and like right. kind of very masculine. Right. She, hey, how's it going? You know, that kind of a thing. Front row WNBA. Y- yeah, <laughs> right. So she comes in uh, or she knocks on the door. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm going to get some tonight. Right. He's, he's dancing around, getting the yeah. apartment set up. The doorbell rings and she says, hey, I'm your date. <laughs> and he's like, oh, jeez, uh, I... Uh, Listen, I, uh, I, uh, you know what? I think something came up. He's got all these excuses. Right. She's like, "No, I'm going to get some tonight." <laughs> He's like, "Oh god!" But it was—he was so incredible. That's the first time I'd he ever been so in, good. in front of an uh, an actor, and he he'd ramped it up to be a little sketchy. Right. But he was so good finding things to do. Yeah. When there was nothing to do, so usually you're on screen, and you're just kind of standing there. Right. He would create things in the scene that didn't take over the scene, but. The whole, everything would be filled. Like you had a full backstory about how happy this guy was, yeah. as opposed to him just standing there waiting for the sketch right. to start. It was incredible. It's that Brando moment in The Godfather. He reaches over and pulls a hair off of, I forget who he's talking to, but he's talking to him and he stops, takes a hair off the guy's leg. He's got like something on his suit. Right. He grabs it and he pushes it aside and then he looks at him and goes back to, the, I think it's Pacino because Pacino said, after he goes, that's when I knew what acting was. Yeah. Because we're in the middle of this, and he stopped like you would if you were talking to get something on your leg. I never And then he kept I never going, you don't catch that. it. You hardly catch it in the movie. He pointed it out, and they replayed the scene in this thing I was watching. And he said that was the brilliance of it. They're sitting in a in that where he eventually dies. Spoiler alert. Godfather spoiler alert. But where he eventually dies, uh, they're talking before. And he's in this thing, and he reaches over, and he just takes something off of Michael's pant leg. Really? And it is subtle, but it changes everything about like how it makes him caring it makes him nurturing it makes him attentive 
and it's one thing in the middle of a line that wasn't ever written or done. He just found something on the guy's pant leg and brushed it off. It was unreal. And when you watch it again, you can't not see it. Yeah, that's but that's that. Yeah, that is true acting where the yeah. moment you're in it yep. and you don't realize it's happening, you go back, somebody tells you it happened, yeah. and then you look and you're like, how did I yeah. miss it? Yeah, and it doesn't have, it's no relevance to anything other than it makes that character even deeper for his son. Like he cares about him even more. It's unreal to watch. Can I tell you the opposite of that? It's called Chicago PD. <laughs> I am at, I am hey, at my, my wife's family. Oh, my gosh. Okay. A lot of handsome people. Yeah. Okay. I go that's, over hold on to a second, my, Scott. Uh, Scott, that's network television. Yeah. Handsome people, beautiful no, people who would never be in the job that right. they're in. Barely acting. No, it's, it's like friends on a police force. So I'm... I go to like my wife's family, uh, her aunt and uncle who are in their seventies and they're watching these shows that I've never seen before. And I mean, it was like watching something from 30 years ago, even though yeah. all the people are new, you know? And I'm like, this still exists. I mean, I never watch any because, show that can oh, wrap I up. Just, this, this Scott just came over the greatest idea ever. And Jose, the animator we've got Jose Misa, who is uh, here to animate. How great. Would Friends PD because they spin everything uh, off like they always have like you know Chicago Hope has yeah. Chicago Fire has Friends PD where they all come back as cops but it's dramatic <laughs> but it's I can't do one voice off yeah show, uh, we, oh, we could figure it out Matthew man. Perry you know that's a challenge just take all the characters from Friends and and uh, put them over the top of a Chicago PD wait a second this is a crime scene <laughs> yeah just. <laughs> Just Chandler's Chandler always worried about what he's seeing. What's going on with seen? the crime scene? <laughs> Where's your monkey? Tonight on Friends you know PD, the one with the dead body. One with the dead, the, another the one with <laughs> yeah. the dead body. The next one with another dead body. I love Friends. Joey PD. shows up. Joey shows up for a drug bust, and it's Chandler. Chandler's got all these. Uh, you know. It's too close to home. No, it's it's all even, too it's real. It's not even in the script. That's yeah, the, that's, that's the that, show. That's the Godfather moment Whoa. where they just yeah. realize it's not acting. It's real. <laughs> By the way, Jose Mesa. Is it Mesa? Mesa. Mesa. Right? Mesa. Mesa. Ken Mesa, white people. Mesa for, wait a minute. I don't What? Mesa for white people. Mesa. White people say it. Mesa. And then Mexicans is Mesa. Mesa. Yes. Okay. Mesa. But um, most people that talk to you call you 514035. Uh, yes. That's, that's exactly usually right. what's on his shirt. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you created the greatest animation. Uh, one, one of the best things that I've been a part of in a while other than this podcast. Mm. Uh, the Avengers thing. So good. That you put together that you, you didn't even know how to animate it. You, 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 you'd animate it, but in a very different style. You, I made you work up until the day before Christmas Eve. And I think yeah, you, you would, Yeah, you treated well, me like a real Mexican. <laughs> it's okay that he says it. <laughs> and we're allowed to treat him like that now. Um, no, I, I won't because somebody will clip it. Um, <laughs> but it was we we started going. I thought you thought it was going to be this small little thing, and so did I. I thought it was going right. to be quick. And then as we got into it, it was so well done. Yeah, uh, so incredible. And uh, I I had people telling me they're like, "This is uh, the best thing I've seen ever on Instagram." And wow. Yeah, it was a weird thing because I expected. I think it's going to come back. Like it's one of those things that I'm going to play again next year, and that I it came 
it got done too close to Christmas Eve. It needs to be done the week before. So yeah. you put it out and people absorb it the week before. I think that 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 is what's going to happen with it in the future. Or we, we can actually probably edit it slightly and do some different things to it next year and pretend like it's Make it an new. annual feature that you redo this. Yeah. Or, like, or yeah. just add little updates. It's so good. Yeah, so, it's so incredibly good. well done. Yeah, well, really I, nice. I definitely, that was like, again, yeah, that was the first time I ever did that style. And uh, I actually had a blast doing it because I hadn't done that before. And I mean, it was it was actually a lot of fun. It was probably one of the best things I've worked on myself. Yeah, it's so good. No, if anybody it's the best gets, thing. Yeah, anybody, <laughs> it's, it's nobody's heard of anything else you've worked on. So yeah, well, and, uh, best thing you've ever. Worked. Only Arizona, only state of Arizona. <laughs> you know what? Just say time. gracias. And do <laughs> but gracias, Paco, and then we'll get to the. <laughs> I think though, though Frank, that releasing it on that Christmas Eve though did help a lot because a lot of people will have a lot of downtime during that morning. Yeah. So they just, you know, people just looked through those feeds yeah. constantly. Yeah, but I think it had potential. It got, it got some decent look, but it was so yeah. in the end with uh uh Greg O'Connor's music behind it. He so scored it. It was phenomenal. To yeah. uh you know, he's he this is a guy who can just sit down and score music in moments to a two and a half minute video, just incredible. It's it's one of those things that even I watched it and I'm sitting there and I know you, so I know you're good at the stuff you're doing and we've talked so many times about voice things and I sat back and watched it and I'm like, this is one of those special ones. Yeah. This is just one of those magic, it's one take. Yeah, and then the animation the on top of it. But I don't think young people so get how hard it is to do one take. It's impossible. And you watch everybody else who does impression stuff, they just cut from impression right. to impression to impression and they... I could have done each impression better, nailed a take yeah. on each one, and I don't know if young people would have cared. And uh, eh, it could be that it's. I and think, I, I think it gets to that point where it's so good it looks effortless, so it's viewed effortlessly. Yeah, there's a piece of that, and I think there's a lot to that one. Can I? You know that that thing to me is like one of those. All right, that's those are those moments. That's that thing or like that. Was but fantastic. I did. I uh, Todd McFarlane. Uh, he loved it. Uh, cool. Some yeah, some big yeah, agents. Cool. Um, what what did Todd McFarlane say? He's like, that's a that's a whole lot. That's a whole lot of awesomeness. Yeah, that's a whole lot of awesomeness. <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> so but yeah, incredible job. And Jose's going to be animating a lot of yeah. stuff for us uh, as we go and be part of uh, what we're doing here. Since it just Frank, you were you, you you were the Phil Hendry of uh, impressionist oh. in that you know where there was like how are you imagining able to do all these things because i think he's the gold standard i, I for, worked uh, in a how room he, with I, him I, did you yeah i was i worked at westwood one for the shortest period of time or not westwood one but uh i can't remember the name of it i used to just go in and do voice work for him every premiere week. premiere there you go thank you and uh he, he had a little studio in there that they showed me this was 20 years ago and i got to watch him do something one time he didn't like it like when people stood in the windows and stuff, but he had a phone yeah. to his ear. He wouldn't even do technology. Really? Yeah, and he would hit a button to turn it off and on. He had it up on his ear, and he was, when I watched him, he was playing the caller, the guest himself, and then had another caller on the line that was arguing with all three Unreal. And I don't know how he kept that straight. I can kind of run stuff like that on the radio every once in a while, but nowhere to that uh, depth. Phil Hendry is by far the gold standard of keeping that stuff together and not goofing. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And Frank, that thing that you're exactly right with Frank did, that one take, you're like, man. And I think you, I yeah. think, I think it would have been or could have been more appreciated if you'd have seen edits. The fact that it went through makes it seem like it's not that hard. 
Yeah, but I also figured out how we're going to do it in the future. We will do me as the full screen in the preview, and then you open it up, and then on like Instagram, uh, IGTV, you see half and half. So half the screen is, you do it vertically, half the screen on the top is the whole cartoon, so yeah. it gets its own full screen, and then me on the bottom. Because people like to see, I'm doing these uh, videos with Juliet right now, yeah. where we just do impression back and forth, and it's more about the dad and daughter kind of thing yeah. in that moment, but people like to see that stuff on the screen. I almost think that it looked a little too pro professional for the Instagram yeah. stuff, because yeah. people are like, this is so well done, it doesn't belong here, but I'm not... You have been hanging around Callan too much. Callan too good. So good. So good. So good. Makes me want to crumb. 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 Hey. Crumb. Harry Crumbster. Crumb. You want to be me? I'm the best, Frank, but you're right there. What's up with you, Oscar the Crooch? <laughs> no, it was really good. You know what? Watching you with your daughter in the 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 one I saw was the one where she was doing all the uh, the English and the Australian oh, right. accents. It was I I loved it. And what really stood out was she is so likable, oh, yeah. especially yeah. when she's next to you. You're not that likable. I mean, you're <laughs> not that likable. Next to her, I mean, she's like so oh. likable. Her smile yeah. is so natural, and you feel like, oh my gosh, this girl isn't. She's loving what she does. Yeah. Once oh no, again, she hates being there. there. She doesn't <laughs> want to be a part of it at all. I am forcing her to. Like today, we did the John Mad one. I'm like, get over here. Yeah, you're making her. You're do making it. my 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 Instagram feed better. Yeah. She's like, not again. No, she she's loving it. She's like, how many hits? How many? Yeah. How much? How many views? But you're pure joy, and it's like why people like it because they don't get. To yeah. Like I, they see you as a goofy character, but then like you're really enjoying. I'm it. enjoying the part where she's doing, it and we're going back and forth, and it's kind of, it's almost this little bit of, uh, uh, she wants to do it, but at the same time she's shy. Yeah. So I'm kind right. of pushing her to do it, and that's the relationship, yeah. and you get that feeling from yeah, it. Yeah, no, she's engaging. All right, let's get into the sports stuff because we, uh, what do we have? Where are we at? Ten minutes. We about got ten minutes. I got to get out of here. Yeah, we are. We're at uh, about. 35 minutes. Perfect. Good. Perfect. Jerry Jones got fired. I was or, or, just going to say. I, I said it wrong, though. Jerry Jones fired Jason Garrett. That's the story of the day. And I am blown away. At, again, I've been saying this WWE thing every week about the NFL. That this. By the way, I, I'm seeing more people make the same analogy yeah. that don't know that you were first. Well, thank you. Always. I wasn't. It's when you're. It's like saying two plus two is four at this point. It's so obvious. The, they wait. Jerry Jones is a brilliant businessman and marketing machine. He waited for halftime of his division rivals playoff oh, to oh, become yeah. the story. Oh, yeah. I could not believe that that was the biggest news right. that came out of the weekend. Yeah. It was incredible. And it was so calculated and perfect because everybody's like, why aren't they firing Jason Garrett? This is, uh, and he's got till January 14th with his contract. So you're like, oh, he must be waiting for that just to give Jason all the extensions and everything that comes. Nope. He was waiting to screw the Eagles or whoever in his own division. Whoever did better than him. Right. His own division winner to say, I'm still the biggest story in the NFC East. And I he could, nailed it. I could not believe. I, I, I was trying to figure out while it was happening. I'm going, could they have? They couldn't have suppressed the no, information because it would have started popping up all over, yeah. especially in this day and age. 
He, he just puts a press release out. They have to attack it at halftime of the playoff game about his rival. I couldn't, I couldn't, I just wanted to stand up and clap. Like, that's such a Vince McMahon move. That's such a heel turn. Just put one <laughs> it's foot coming true. in front of the other. You don't suppose uh, that had something to do with it, is he didn't want to fire him for Christmas because people would have played that. I, I really don't. I think it's exactly what you said. Why he really did? Yeah, I don't know if you're going for like a like. No, that's exactly what I thought. Like, he did it to to put a screw just, in the side of his rival. Yeah, especially the yep. Eagles. It was like right yep. there. Like um, I couldn't believe Wild Card Weekend, and but they'd been interviewing potential McCarthy. Yeah, they had been interviewing. Who else did they have? Well, they had McCarthy, and they had uh, uh, I forget the other guy, but they had him in the building. And the Marvin McCar- Lewis. That's right, Marvin Lewis. They had uh, McCarthy stayed an extra day, and Jerry Jones made sure that everyone knew, hey, that went really well. We're going to keep him in Dallas for another day. Yeah, he hasn't fired Jason Garrett yet, so nobody knew what was going on. But but when that when the announcement happened with about forty five seconds left in the first half of a relatively slow and boring Eagles Seahawks game, boom. It's all about the Cowboys again, a team that didn't make the playoffs again, a team that's that roundly failed this year. I mean, yeah, you, everybody's uh, talking about the Browns being a disappointment. Wow, that Cowboys team was everybody's favorite. And you NFL. knew it every time Troy Aikman did a game. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was completely <laughs> angry. Hey, furious. Yeah, it was obvious. And Michael Irvin over on the NFL Network, all of them, and and there wasn't a, a person who didn't say that they weren't not only going to win the East, but were a top three contender in the NFC to win the NFC. So they they fell flat on their face harder than maybe other than the Browns, harder than anybody else this year. No, I mean even more the Browns. I, I look at the two jobs, and okay, you got Jerry Jones. That's a huge boulder in not wanting that job. But that team is not only loaded. But they don't have a lot of problem people on yeah, that team. That's true. Like the old Cowboys, you look at the Browns and they've got two receivers from LSU that are especially one of them, OBJ, that's always looking to cause problems. There's They don't have an offensive line. The Cowboys technically have one of the two or three best offensive lines in the NFL. They have a top five running back. They have a solid quarterback. They have a solid defense. Everything. They have a good receiver who doesn't cause a lot of problems. Everything they have, every ingredient. And then you watch the Eagles tonight, and you go, "Oh my lord, this team <laughs> is horrendous." And then you think the Redskins are worse, and the Giants are worse too. Yeah. And you're like, "What a great job! Whoever steps in there should be able to sleepwalk their way to ten wins." I still can't figure out Cowboys team didn't win, and now I. Sounding like Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman and Nate Newton and whoever else is discussing him, and I don't even like the Cowboys, yeah. but it's it's remarkable. It's well, remarkable it's when you see that when much talent, talent. When you see that much talent, whether it's a single player or a team, and they disappoint that badly, yeah. you know what, I, and yeah. which doesn't make sense how it could happen because with all the positive uh, reinforcement of Jason Garrett, yeah, yeah the yeah. clapper. <laughs> he would have been yeah. a great 80s uh television uh ad just <laughs> oh for the clapper clap the lights just going on yeah, and just, off like crazy and they just they yeah. stay off for him yeah. <laughs> the he loves it. hey great job lights i believe that these lights are not uh accurate. but you're right he was a positive coach he built everybody up and there everybody said maybe that's why there were no problems is they all had too much confidence i i tend to believe 
that the media, and Jerry Jones again hyping his own team, has made us believe they're more talented than they actually are. There are talented players on that team. Ezekiel Elliott is great. I'm not sure Dak Prescott is. I think he's above average and no, good. No, I said he's solid. He's solid. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That, but, but Amari Cooper, but that offensive good. line oh, yeah, is that's pretty a, low. Yeah, that, they're, they're, they've got and, loaded and, spots, and, but I don't and know. And we're looking at the NFL playoffs now, and we're seeing, as I was talking about the start of the year, the, everybody's going, let's go and run a uh, Big 12 kind of offense, and all of a sudden it's smash-mouth football. Yeah. Everybody on each other's throats. The you look at Tennessee; they went into New England and just took a guy who's like a tight end. He's practically a tight end, and just ran over them. Yeah, he, you know, physically ran over them. The Ravens play that style. The Vikings did that to the Saints today. I mean, it's it's football. Yeah. It's whoever the old is old time yeah. smash football football. Whoever is the most disciplined, because yeah. the talent gets pretty close. It's drive. Yeah and discipline and whoever is the most disciplined who makes the least amount of mistakes turnovers yeah. penalties but you have to make your plays you have to catch the yeah. ball fundamentals that's what it comes down to in the playoffs we watched it fundamentally destroy the bills because they played so good yeah. for two and a half quarters and then uh, they went completely brain dead I could listen guys i could not i don't want to say exactly what it was but between so much in that Bills-Texans game, I told uh, – uh, John, you had texted me after the Patriots uh, loss, yeah. during it or at close right, to yeah. it, and I, I, I was asleep. I had such a bad headache <laughs> from how terrible everything involved yeah. in that Texans-Bills game. Awful. Uh, I, when Booger McFarland, who I, I, I've always liked, I've yeah. always really liked – um, as a broadcaster, I love him. He would come on with Dari and Mel, and I really love him. When he said that he would put the ball in the hands of Josh Allen after he had just yeah. had that uh, th that scramble or the whatever thing you want where to he call threw it, it in the air, he threw it yeah. backwards. Like right. it, all I could think was J.R. Smith, <laughs> not knowing how much I couldn't think <laughs> of J.R. Smith's name, yeah. but it was J.R. Smith dribbling. Out the, the, the end of regulation. Yeah. The whole game was no over because he's like, I didn't know. Yeah, there yeah. were two minutes left, and he's acting like it's the last play of the game. But he'd made so many bad decisions. And Just right in the, that little time frame, though, because prior to that, he played a really good game. In the first half. In the I mean, first not, half, a, not a screw-up game. I won't say a good game, but he, he played a game where he just didn't. Better than we'd expected. He didn't blow it. And then in the second half, what? It, he looked like he, he looked scared to yeah. death. He, yeah. Like you could see, they'd show pictures of him. Uh, when they would go in, zoom in on him, he had scared eyes. Right. You know, Aaron Rodgers always has overconfident eyes. Yeah. And that can be a good thing. Great big ones, too. And you, I think he can nocturnally see. I think you turn the lights you out. You think so? And Aaron Rodgers could still Kinda make like, it Kind of like Bubo? <laughs> yeah, he's our Bubo. Bubo Rodgers. <laughs> he is an owl. <laughs> he's an owl. He does, he does kind of have a beak. He's got the whole... Yeah, you could You could easily get him Do into Do you think his house. head goes 360? <laughs> I think he full can swivel. see 360. He can Linda Blair it. <laughs> but then Josh Allen goes and makes that stupid pitch, and you're like, well, that's it. This game's over. And Bill O'Brien goes ahead and says, I'm going to leave you about two more minutes on the clock here. Watch what I do. And then he goes and He's a terrible him. clock man. Uh, he's, he's just bad at winning big games. I think that, that Texans team has got so much talent, and they just have trouble winning big games because you're right. The clock management gave the ball back with a minute 40, and they come back and tie it. They had no business 
being close in that game after that second half. That game was horrible. Mar- I told you this. Mark May had a quote afterwards, That's and he goes, brilliant. after watching the terrible play and the horrible coaching of the Bills and Texans game, it's a shame someone had to win it. <laughs> and uh, you never hear anybody ever say that, but he was right. You always hear the opposite. No. Yeah, that game was tough to watch. And, uh, and I not, was not, mad. Yeah. I was angry. Yeah. I was angry at yeah. everything that was going on from – the faux compliments. That's to when I get upset. To yeah. uh, the the actual gameplay, it was all. It's just- kind of why I like Aikman a lot. Is because when it's crap, he says this is garbage. And uh, Tessator and Booger kept trying to convince me this might be the greatest start uh, to the playoffs of all time. And, I, and like, it was awful. They're football. company guys. Yeah. I, I told Frank I, every time I watch him, I'm thinking this would be a great lead. Uh, announcing crew for an ACC football game. Yeah, yeah. They make everything sound like college football. Yeah. It's way over the top, Tessator. I used to listen to him do college. I'm like, he's a good college announcer. Yeah. There's a different voice for college and the energy of it. Gus Johnson is brilliant oh. doing a college football game. But NFL, I don't know if he'd be as good. When well, I, th- there's a reason why he does college. It's like it's like the um, uh, the ESPN uh, game day, college game day. Oh yeah, it's that, totally different vibe. That is Corso. the greatest show yeah. in I think all of awesome. sports. Yeah, it's incredible, but it works in the college atmosphere because you feel hey. This is the energy. It's the perfect energy for the setting. You take that to the pros, you're like, yeah. eh, it feels like the wrong thing here with a bunch of beer-bellied mustache. Because it feels like everybody's yeah, about to chug true. a beer in the college yeah. show. And the professionalism of the of the pros is kind of a little more laid back. It wouldn't. You're right, it wouldn't And work. the one guy I think that that's going to change it all, I, I think it's going to be Pat McAfee. You think? I think, oh, yeah, because I, I see kids Pretty going, great. Uh, listen, I, I don't even always get what he's doing. <laughs> I really don't. I, I and I've told him this, and he, I think he thinks that I'm like taking a shot. A, a shot. It's not a shot. It's because yeah. I'm old. <laughs> My son watches him and goes, "That's what you need to be, Dad." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Honest." He goes, "He's not trying to be anything except for Pat McAfee. Yeah. He's always being Pat McAfee." I go, "I'm so scared to be me. Why? I think you're great at being you because you- it's all my everything is." I'm darker than most people think. Incredibly. Yeah. We wouldn't get along otherwise. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's uh, but it, I've made a career out of being nicer and corporate. But that's what I always wanted. I've never asked you this, and I've always, well, don't you think you've made enough of a career that anybody who There's knows still you- still just enough money coming in. But I know, but they, they're not going to not- But you remember what happened you're, with you're the a professional. You're a prof- you, you had a couple texts from fans who said- No, more nervous, than a couple. There were droves still, of people- But they're still going to come. You're bad. a professional. <laughs> you don't think you've lost them yeah, for good? Some of them are family. But see, I don't I'm think- I'm okay with those. I think family. you're professional enough that you can work. But Gabriel Iglesias has a dirty show. Yeah. And he has kids. And fluffy, because he's yeah. fluffy. Because fluffy. Yeah, I, I agree. I just yeah. get scared. I, I go I watch Jack Black do things uh you know on screen in dirty yeah. or, or edgy stuff, and then he's on Nickelodeon. I've never seen Nobody someone cared. like Disney Channel yeah. actors do crazy things and then they're fine. The pick of destiny, know. the 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 uh Tenacious oh, D yeah. is the dirtiest thing Tenacious I've ever D. seen. I've never met a man higher than Jack Black in my life. And yeah, he does Nickelodeon. I think you'd be just fine. I, I understand what you're saying, though. You've got to protect the the brand. Yeah, but the brand's fading, especially with this well. podcast beginning. <laughs> yeah, and the Scott Adam did Ray today. Uh, Scott's, <laughs> Scott seems to be frozen, but we can still hear him, yes? Watch the little TV. Yeah, I'm, I, that's what I'm doing. Me too. It's fine. Yeah, I'm just taking it in. I, 
I no 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 you're literally frozen on the screen <laughs> yeah and it's not do you want okay, to build it? I'm just making sure me. we can still hear you because we're not going to fix it now yeah. no you've turned to Elsa you're that frozen <laughs> oh man I wish <laughs> you know John John you have no idea about Frank and I's past and Frank uh for about two or three years brought me out as his opener yeah. when we were doing clubs and a few theaters uh he was really starting to blow up and I was an basically an R-rated act it was really that'll show you how good of a friend Frank was he would have club owners go this guy's really funny. Why do you have him opening for you? He's too dirty. So, but I couldn't do a clean show then. So then, uh, one show we, we, we did one and he's like, you got to pull back. And this opening act, uh, he was really good. And it was in the South. And, uh, I'm like 10 minutes in, I am bombing. And I'm like, there's no way. So I went to the dirty stuff, got big laughs. Frank is pissed off at me. I, you know, I just, so the point is, I still is, don't talk to him. Yeah, by no, the time he froze him. No, no. By the, by the time that I was clean, Frank had finally kicked me to the curb, <laughs> you know, which made sense. He, he, he basically carried me for two or three years when I was a bad fit for him. Yeah. And I was going up there like, man, I'm going to blow it up. And uh, I always tell the story of I, I opened for Frank at the Chicago Improv and I did really well. It had just opened this huge club and they brought me in. They said, you're so good. We're going to have you headline the improv. And I'm like, all right, finally, because I had done a couple improvs. So I come in and at the last minute, they're like, hey, the improv, their management wants to bring in Steve Byrne. Well, Steve Byrne at the time was not famous. He was just starting to hit. And I'm like, this son of a bitch, Steve Byrne, I am going to burn the floor. I am going to burn the stage up. And I went out and I mean, I went dirty and I went like, I mean, I was like Dane Cook on stage. I was physical and like moving and all this stuff. And I'm like, and I might as well have dropped the mic. And I'm like, yeah, you take that. Cause I was so pissed. And I was like, at this point, I still thought I could become some kind of star. I, I, and this was the star. Giving breaker. that up. This was it. Steve, oh, totally. Steve Byrne goes up, had no problem following me. He was so good. I'm like, son of a bitch. And that that was the end. That was the end. And and and, and, I, and I never played another improv either because I think his management probably heard this guy got up in front of me and was being a total like horrible yeah. feature act. And so it was like a great moment where you're like, okay, you burn a bridge. You're not as good as you think you are. And at that point, I just, you know, I, 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 you know, I got, I, I was like in the fetal position <laughs> in my comedy career and uh, just went back to my own world. I was fine with it. I waited it out. Uh, 11 years later, uh, Frank dusted me off and put me on this podcast. He's Steve Burns. That's the, the story. Well, you still wrote on uh, NFL on Fox oh, and yeah. helped with some ESPN stuff and just wouldn't be seen no, in I public was... with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't let it be. And no credits uh, either. You can't I let just... it be known. I always at that point I was calling myself uh, the A comedy superstar. You know, like those guys that are like you read in minor leagues, like in Toledo, and they've got like forty five home runs, like Ken Phelps or yeah. something. And you're like, why is this guy not in the majors? Somehow I wasn't able good enough quite to play in the majors, but I was like awesome at Triple A. So I was just playing all the Triple A, making minor league money, and uh, you know, surviving. <laughs> I put some this is my therapy. Sorry. Yeah, I, no, it's I, fine. I, I, you're I, the Gary Scott of the podcast. You just put a fourth tier on that stadium and you're a mess. 
That's all it is. Those guys that I always just say, Steve Stone used to always say that's like the guys in the double A and triple A that can kill it. Uh, the only problem yeah. is they it's something about the sky because when you put a third and fourth tier on stadiums, they can't see and something oh, changes. And uh, and it's just a, the, the height of the stadium makes their game go away, which I absolutely love. But I, I think Frank likes yeah. you. I mean, he's writing me a note right now that said, please uh, cut Scott off. I don't have any access yeah. to that, but I will. <laughs> Sorry. He froze the screen. He, froze he thought you. maybe he's, somehow. He's, he's trying to delete you. I don't know what's going on. So that's the Texans uh Bills game. Yeah. <laughs> and Scott's history. <laughs> right. So and you wonder why it didn't work out between the two of us. <laughs> then uh, you had the Patriots Titans, which was boring, but uh most of the world Before we rejoiced. get into that, before we get into that, we gotta work on uh our Booger McFarlands. What? Which is very close to for next year. Oh, I was going to say. I was not told of this. <laughs> no, we need it because it's very close to Charles Barkley with it just is. madnisms. It's, it's an just... unfunny Charles Barkley. Yes, and he yeah. over-enunciates some things. Mm-hmm. It's some real uh, un- pr- pronunciation. Yeah. But there's – there's. The, I keep getting people saying it's you got there. I think they're right. His diction uh, is, is easy to follow. Yeah. The problem is when he talks, I get frustrated because he's always trying to tell me how great a game I'm watching, and sometimes yeah, it's, it's just not that. Good. And I think Gruden kind of did that too, but you just Gruden sold it somehow. It's like this guy is unbelievable, yeah. man. He's not in the game right yeah. now. He yeah. hasn't played for a month. <laughs> Gruden was just happy to be there. He yeah. wasn't. It's authenticity. He wasn't. Sell, he loves football. He really yeah. does. And Booger's trying to tell me, no, no, no. You're watching something great because yeah. that's when I know I'm not. It's the Pat McAfee, what my son said about yeah, Pat McAfee. Being authentic. Like, it's real. You believe yeah. when he says that. And I watch some of the stuff Pat says, and I go, God, he's so honest. How yeah. do you do that? You just say the things you're actually Ricky thinking. Gervais hosting the Golden Globes. People can't stop authenticity. But you put, but it, you put an accent on somebody, oh, and huge. all of a sudden it's easier to totally. say. But – you look like an asshole. Right. It's less I'm doing it, isn't it? It doesn't matter. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do. Here's what we do. You like it? It's you know, funny. I'm going to run you over with a car. Right. It'll yeah. be great. It'll, It'll be, be great. Fantastic. We'll follow it. We'll look in the rear view. We'll see you bleeding. We won't care. It's and over. then we'll run you over with a semi truck. We all die. It doesn't matter. It's better in matter. the end. What's good? We're going to be. <laughs> right. But. I don't believe in God. But. <laughs> atheist. Gotta be. Don't really. Doesn't matter. What you need him for, really. He kills you anyway. Trash it. Right, yeah. don't be too bad. <laughs> he doesn't believe in you. Don't care. Gonna really storm it, boy. I'll Fine. meet him. I'll tell him. Thanks. Childhood cancer. Great job. Knock, knock. <laughs> but he, knock, uh, knock. Who's there? Not God. Oh, not God. He's not coming, right? Why would I answer? Who knocked? Well, I guess we're going to find out. Satan. Hello. So, uh, Dana Carvey? But yeah, Satan. It's, put, that, it, put that at the top. Yeah, put, you, put can't, you can't beat authenticity. And people always say, how does Ricky get away with it? Because he means it. And he That's the care. difference. He's, he's not, but he's not going to. for the laugh. He's not trying to punch you and make it go. Oh, this will get him. He's telling you something you know might be a little true. Yeah, his true, authentic feeling, and then he's telling you, "Go after yourself." I, I, I can believe this all yeah. day long, and you can't argue it. I didn't make anything up. Authenticity wins every time. It's amazing, and right, that we, Ricky Gervais is a perfect example. We cannot keep talking about this. Uh, Bills Texans. No, this is it's gone on too long. Right, rather get right, over. So now rather child your, cancer. Get to your Titans. Uh, oh, that, well, it was just because the rest of the. I think everybody outside of Boston uh, was thrilled with what happened there, uh, especially because in the middle of that game. Remember when we did our our Belichick faces because of that thing he did to the Jets when he he discovered the loophole 
to keep doing delay ah. of games, and oh, he right. got it turned on him, and he lost his mind. There was nothing better than watching the heel have his own game plan get pushed down his throat, and it drove him. It mad. was like when Ralphie. It was like when Ralphie started punching. Yeah, beat the, the bully kid yep. in the snow. Oh yeah. No, it was watching Bill Belichick cry was so. Well, when the student nice. beats the teacher. Yeah. Oh, so that, a, a yeah. True moment of that. It was. It was beautiful and boring. Uh, neither team could really function too well. Uh, everybody wants to say it was defense. It was inept offense, which I'm. I'm confused by uh, everybody not recognizing the difference. There are great running teams. Uh, what I think you'll see next week, though, is the Titans Ravens game is going to be two quality running teams boring the pants yeah, off of, boring the pants of off of what people have come to love with the NFL but old school football fans are going to like that game because it's going to be uh strategic this thing uh, yeah. with the Patriots and Titans was just who's going to screw up uh last and and it was yeah, the it wasn't good football no, either. I mean no. that it wasn't a, it wasn't I didn't think quality. was there any good football this weekend uh, uh, the Saints and the Vikings had moments. The Saints and the Vikings, those are really – those are two teams that you could definitely see could win the Super yeah. Bowl. I've, I've been on the Vikings all year. You really have. I, I felt like the Saints by far had the toughest draw of any of the teams. That was a bad deal. They would have whooped up on the Packers, I think, in the, in, uh, the Dome. Yeah. But the Vikings play in a Dome, and they played – the Saints a couple times in the last three years, and they've had miracle plays against the yeah. Saints. Uh, I, I feel badly for the Saints, but those were two really good teams going up against each other, and Kirk Cousins looked good. Yeah. Well-rounded looked good. teams. They, they had all aspects. Well, they, yeah. They, yeah. They Running, had passing, good defense. Coaches. Yeah. And smart coaches. Again, we always go back to yeah. that. The coaches in that game – weren't going to be the reason why your head's shaking at the end like it was in the Texans no. and Bulls game. You watch that thing and said, oh. man, this is this is just quality football. We're pounding helmets together and seeing who comes out stronger in the end. And I think you're right. That game was probably the best of the four over the weekend. Uh, the Seahawks-Eagles thing, it's just it's unfair to put that Eagles team on the field and then take Carson Wentz yeah. out, who's played a grand total of nine minutes in the playoffs and he's got a Super Bowl ring. It's unbelievable. He's a starting quarterback. Uh, for the team since he got in the league, he's got nine minutes playoff experience. The the guy can't catch. But he a break. didn't. He didn't want to come out there. They made him go out, right? Oh, oh, well, it's a concussion. You can't come back. So right, but I mean, you're out. Oh, it's not his fault. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's just bad luck. It's. I mean, that team just. That, you know, my Steelers. I, I I complained all year. I'm like, you can't do anything with this offense. I think a team with a, as big a complaint, if not more, as the Eagles. They had everything go wrong for them. They're running fourth, fifth, sixth string guys out there that shouldn't yeah. have been playing, and they still managed a, a strong charge at the end of the year. So, uh, And they ran the, the Seahawks right to the end. I mean, that's a better team. Um, so, I don't know. The Seahawks kind of – they scare me because I think they're that defense they've got a, they got some ability. I just found out I, have a, I had a tweet that went – this goes back to the Vikings-Saints game. And I said, uh, you remember the play that basically ended the game – the uh, the throw into the back of the end zone to Rudolph. Yeah, R and it, Rudolph. And yeah. then they it was the Saints playing, who they made the pass interference reviewable for. Right now, I think they made the the right call because that happens all the time. Yeah. But then they didn't make any type of moment where, hey, we're going to look at this. They just brushed yeah. over it, and they said, you know. All, all scoring plays are reviewed, so I said this, help me here. The NFL makes a rule so they can review a pass interference play, then they don't review a possible missed PI call. Regardless of what the outcome would have been, 
That's interesting. Hmm. And it got picked up by some other things. Right. And it, well, but it's, it's but a WWE least, aspect but, again, and it's going to create what, talk tomorrow. Right. But wouldn't you take that moment and go, hey, we yeah. made this rule for you, Saints. We're going to look at it, Make let sure. everybody know we're looking at it. It's true. And then go, no. We, it's not enough because it well, wasn't enough. There was separation and full arm extension, but it happens on every play. Right. It wasn't enough to over. overturn or uh, at the very least just say they took a look at it. There's not enough to review. At least let us know that yeah, something. Unless there the announcer screwed up on it. Could be. you know. But the NFL, even still, the NFL will say, no, we looked at it in the booth real quick. Didn't see a need to send it to New York. Uh, there's no uh, that would be nice. Make that moment. That would Have be that nice moment. It's yeah. not even enough to review yeah. because you're right. We've, the, we've seen it. We looked at it. The Saints being bumped out of it by something. I mean, even if if they don't say anything, Sean Payton will be like, "Well, I wish they'd have looked at it, but I can't make a review in under right. two minutes, so I didn't even have the option." And this rule was yeah. supposed to be for us. The Saints getting jobbed on that uh, is more of the JFK conspiracy type thing. People want it to be bigger than it is when it's the Saints now, yeah, because oh. the the Minnesota Miracle. Yeah, the NBC guys didn't help it though. The, no, both. Both Rodney Harrison and Tony Dungy and Tarico, all three of them actually, yeah. were saying that was a bad call. And I'm like, you know what? There was a lot of hand fighting. It was all hand fighting. Physical game. I'm, they played a really uh, physical yeah. football game. So you're going to get a bunch you know, of that. But Frank's and you right. You did do that JFK thing. You 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 totally called it because back NBC Tarico, <laughs> look at his head go back. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, we're at Dealey Plaza <laughs> yeah. now instead of the there was Super a third game. defender. But it was, yeah, to me, it's a grassy Chuck Knoll. (laughs) People just want grassy Chuck Knoll is phenomenal. (laughs) And show's over. I love grassy Chuck Knoll. Hits me twice. It's funny, and it's my home. Call it gassy Chuck Knoll. Oh, no. And then we could. (laughs) That's my wife. Go back. All right, make your point. We got to wrap. I made it. Oh, yeah. I just think I think people want the Saints thing with the Vikings to be better. Make your point again. I'm going to make it strong. Well, you asked me to do it, so I'm going to make it, and then I'm going to put an exclamation point on it. Yeah, Joe, (laughs) that's his exclamation. Here's my new thing uh, that I'm I'm watching for that I think is going to start happening more and more. Load management with NFL players. Marshawn Lynch coming back. JJ Watt, who I know would play whenever he can. But, uh, you know, these guys, they make – they're rested a little bit. Drew Brees. Yeah. Drew Brees. Marshawn Lynch. It's uh, – if you have a guy like Teddy Bridgewater who was the bridge yeah. and carried the water. Yeah, it's risky. Uh, yeah, but I don't think any of it's – those aren't done on purpose. Uh, the Marshawn Lynch feels like – Huge. Basically on purpose. I text you today. Janoris Jenkins was – what he did got him fired from the New York Giants because he said the R word in a tweet and then backed it up with the worst excuse I've ever heard was, yeah, I say it because that's how I say things. It's like, well, you're not really helping. You're not Ricky Gervais. Uh, yeah, exactly. And the NFL's like, this This just uh, intolerable. We can't imagine Try it, it. with an accent. Uh, right. Got to call him an R word. You're going to do it right because they're out there, aren't they? We see them with the buggies and the big bots. We know. But the, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, it, was, it was an affront to the NFL shield. And the Giants did the right thing. And his punishment was playing in the playoffs and collecting another check later, never to be mentioned again. Which, to me, yeah. causes players to go, hey, uh, you know, I can, I can. James Harrison did it with the Steelers a couple of years ago. There's been guys who have kind of jerked their way off of a team that's not going to do yeah. much and then just sits and waits on waivers. Yeah. I mean, Terrell Suggs didn't do it in a mean way, but he went to the Cardinals and said, guys, my last year, I'm not doing anything. Uh, 
You mind cutting me? Right. He was their leading sacker this year. They said, well, his days are behind him. He had the most sacks on the Cardinals, and Chandler Jones is sitting across from him. The guy was was playing, and he ends up on the Chiefs because they're rewarded late, and that's to me, is worse than – than load management of guys who wait it out because you, if you haven't, my yeah, rule would a be whole nother, there's a whole nother element there too of the, the we can get into this in another show, but it's that whole element of, well, I guess it's, I, I'm, I'm kind of wrong on this, but when you first start drafted, you have to go someplace true when later and later when you're, um, you know, it's second, third contracts. It doesn't apply to Suggs because he would he'd been he'd been paid. But here's the thing that the Ravens told him, look, it's not going to be worth it to have you at the the money. Go find some team that'll pay you. The Cardinals paid him. And then when it got down to five hundred grand, he's like, Can I go back? And I'm glad the Chiefs picked him up. But I think if you haven't played or haven't been on a team's roster for six games, you can't play in the playoffs. It's just it's just too just picking off the pile for strength. I think what the Seahawks did was smart. But Marshawn Lynch should not be playing in the playoffs unless he was on that roster before because the Eagles didn't have guys just sitting around waiting just in case, and they needed like nine. But they but they did work out. They worked out like six or seven. Sure, they worked them out. They didn't, they didn't sign them. So, I mean, I, I think the same rules apply. It's but just they didn't have the a guy. The took advantage of it, and, and the, the Eagles didn't. But they didn't have a guy saying, hey, if you need me, I'm here for just you. And that's kind of where it's the you know I'll pick where I want to go thing. But and I get can, that. I, I know you can, but it should there should be a weird. rule I, it's that a the guy timing. yeah. If a person doesn't play the whole season, they're completely right. rested, and yes. then they come, especially a running back, can't do it. You don't play the season, and you come in, and all of a sudden, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's different. JJ Watt is there the whole time. He's on the on roster. Sidelines. He got hurt. On, he yeah. tore his pec. It's he, actually amazing. Yeah, he's, he's crazy. That he's even playing. That's it's, but Marshawn yeah. Lynch sitting back going, you know what? I'm old. This is tough. Uh, I'm not going to go through the, the 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 rigors of the of the whole NFL season, and if they're in it at the end, I'll step in. And it's, that's it's NBA load management. That's what I'm it's saying, 100%. and that's what everybody complains about with the NBA. Yeah, and yeah, I that's think gonna, there, there yeah. just isn't enough of this yet that yeah. we'll see more of it happen, and then people start. Going, I'll say what? this: you know what's going to really screw things up next year? I'm going to make a prediction for 2020 on yeah. that. Uh, the way Trevor Lawrence played for Clemson, and who knows what he's going to do in the championship game because this is we're doing this before that. But the way he played for Clemson, I think there's going to be five or six teams NBA tanking in the NFL next year more than there were oh. this year because that kid is legit. He's like six six or he's six huge, seven. He's huge and he's dominating and fast. I see him take off. He made Ohio State's defense look slow by himself. Unbelievable. Yeah. They kept saying he was fast he's, and you never really saw yeah, it and then all of a sudden you saw it. Legit scary good and has been since the day he stepped on the field. And, yeah. uh, and and I think there's going to be four or five teams going, yeah, we put the, we put our best effort out there. <laughs> we win four games. <laughs> Let's just not do that. And do what the Dolphins I, I do, don't, you know. I think it's going to happen I, I don't know if I'm Trevor Lawrence. I don't know why I'm not taking this to the courts yeah, me, and uh, yeah. playing in the NFL. What else does he need to do? He's already won a national championship and might win a second. The only thing he could risk is getting hurt. Yeah. He's He would have been probably the first pick in the draft last year. I'll tell you what I do, I mean, Scott. It, I'll tell you what I do. I get adopted by Archie Manning. <laughs> That's perfect. Right? Because Archie Manning would yeah. not let Eli would let it happen. the Chargers. Yeah. 
You just can say, I'm not going to go play for a terrible team. Well, beyond that, though, he's like, why play again at Clemson? It's because they're making him. John Calipari had a great point a long time ago. He's look, I had five freshmen leave in one year, and everybody said, what about their education? He said, if five engineers at age 19 got offered $5 million because they were so good at engineering, the education doesn't matter anymore. They've already got what they need, and now they're going to go work. That's my job. Get them ready for the next level, no matter when that happens. So well, that's because being... of that whole faux thing about you need the college education. Right. He doesn't. Um, that's like Mike Rowe, no. you know, went out and I, I think Mike Rowe's right with that. Like, well, he's, like he's right. You need people yes. to do different jobs. Yes. So if you're good at something, go do it. Go do they it. They won't let them legally do stuff. Right. But they do with an engineer. If you're right, a right, really yeah, 19 year old doctor, you're Absolutely. a doctor. I think it should be. Yeah. yeah. And I'm agreeing and, with you. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to throw Mike You Rowe. did it with eyebrows. I didn't care for that. Well, I thought about shaving them yeah. off. <laughs> I would like to see that. Then I could understand oh, like, your emotions. Like, I, I, got, I, I have to share this. My, I'm watching the uh, born identity with uh, my son, Sam. And Sam goes, you know, your friend Frank Caliendo yes. looks a lot like Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I get that every once Does in a while. Is he? Is he? Uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> His thick glasses. <laughs> I need a, a look. I've had, uh, uh, I, I've, yeah. I've, I've had a few people. Who's the guy? Um. He was on Community, super tall guy, very funny, blonde. Uh, the guy who hosted Talk Soup. Yes. No, no, no. That no, no. That Who's Joel McHale. Joel McHale. Not Joel. Yeah, yeah Joel McHale. He, he goes. Fight. He goes. Anybody ever tell you you're a lot like Matt Damon? He goes. I go. No, I don't know anybody oh, that really. No. That's really not a good Matt Damon. I don't see that. <laughs> that you're actually really him. better looking than that Matt Damon. Yeah. You know what happened there? Yeah. To him. Yeah, Jesse. Um, Oh, it's What's Jesse. Uh, yeah, Jesse Plemons. Yeah. No, but uh, no, that was actually Matt Damon. But I've had two or three people say you're very Matt Damonish. Wow. And uh, yeah, I they're right. My son thinks that <laughs> they're right. Yeah, he's right. It's usually and, young boys. And I, it's 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 yeah. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yes. Don Swayze. Yeah. yeah. Something went wrong. And settle down, Epstein. It's not that good a compliment. <laughs> just a bunch of young boys think I look like Matt Damon. I'm going to kind of not talk about that. <laughs> See, there you go, Scott. Those are those things I keep to myself. That's when I'm yeah, not going to be open. Both of us never are on Kimmel anymore. <laughs> that's right. That's All right, we got to wrap this up. We've been going way too long. All right, that's enough. We had a great show. It was great to be back. Here, I brought you this. It was. One more oh, action figure. I got you Kylo yeah, Ren. Tell, tell people how you got this Kylo Ren really The cool. lady at the Walgreens had it in this uh, cart, and she said, I got to go restock all these. And I'm like, no, you don't. And I picked it up off the thing, thinking that that meant I could have it. And she uh, charged me immediately. Well, but, she has to because it's- No, she doesn't. She said she was- she, I think she was upset. It was a pile of throwaways, I thought. So now I got to restock all this. I didn't think she was going but they to. have they have inventory. But you don't understand. I was talking to a hourly employee who seemed disgruntled. <laughs> and so I thought we were making a deal. I thought we were having one of those things. Where like, well, let me take that off your hands then. If you cuz I thought she said I'm just going to go dump these in the trash. Nobody's restocking nothing tonight. That's the attitude. And so I took it off and then she promptly charged me. But it, it looks good, so it works. All right, Scott, your hmm. podcast uh, this might work, and it's scottcomedy.com for uh, my career in AAA. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Enjoy it. And the the, the, uh, the college football championship's not for like another month oh, and a half. Yeah, it's in February, late February, I think. When is it actually? Do you have that? I think it's the 14th. So we have another show even before. Yeah, unbelievable. It's I don't, so weird. It's too long. All it right. It is weird. Jose Mesa. Yeah. Misa. Thanks for. <laughs> Home grid. Oh, it's a home M E Z A is Misa. Maybe in Swedish. 
Misa. It's Misa. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Love you. Mm-hmm.